Hello everyone, Chris Martinson here back with you and we're going to talk about, well, all kinds of different things today. You know, one of the things I've been tracking is what is going on, is our society falling apart, particularly here in the United States and in Western culture in general. It kind of feels like Western Civ is under assault. Not everybody sees it that way, but for those who do, well, we tend to, you know, be curious, sort of open-minded folks. When we look at it, it's really hard to make sense of what's going on out there particularly where are the adults in this story. So today, let's carry this on. We did talk about in the live cast with Evie over this past weekend about Riley Gaines, who is the swimmer here and her experience at San Francisco State University. Now, for those, just as a quick update, Riley Gaines was the woman who was competing against Leah Thomas, the trans woman. It's a dude. I mean, he's very tall, went through, went through his biological growth spurt with testosterone. Her main point was if she had taken administer testosterone to herself in order to boost her performance, she would have been tagged a cheater and booted out of the sport. So why is it that somebody who had a lot of testosterone in their system is able to compete in her sport? That's her point. Of course, this is a poorly received message by some people, and I won't play you the whole thing. I'm sure you've seen it, um, but this is really astonishing, the level of hate and anger that's going on in here. This is a mob. This is a mob. You can feel the energy, the anger, the emotions. If you wanted to know what it was look like, what it looked like back in Salem, Mass, when they were burning witches, it would look like this. This is the energy right here, okay? Now, police know that one of the things you have to be very careful about doing is not allowing a crowd to form into a mob because a mob is a very different thing. It's got a, a different mindset. It's got an energy all its own. There's a collective consciousness that takes over. People do things in the context of being caught up in a mob that they would never do outside of that context. In other words, different sort of a alter ego comes out. Something happens. It's, it's a switch that gets flipped. Humans have mob behavior. It's a thing. It's happened all through history. Sometimes they result in funny things like dancing hysterias. Aren't that funny? People dance themselves to death. But there was meowing. Uh, an outbreak of meowing broke out in a nun's in a nun's um, you know uh, area back in I forget 17, 1600s. They, these things happen. There's these little collective psychoses that come along, but they look just like that. So if you're wondering what they look like, well, they look a lot like that, right? with all the hate and, and energy. And so people are very upset about this. So the way we talked about this was, I won't go through this whole thing, but this person, Cynthia Johnson, left a comment under another one of our threads here, and we do read the comments. So if you have a chance, come and um, leave your comments here. I, I read them all. Evie reads them. We love finding out what you think. So anything you think about this, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, whatever, let us know. And remember, you may have to so like, subscribe, resubscribe, and hit that notification bell if you want to keep up with our content here. So with that, um, we will read the comments. Cynthia Johnson made the point. She said, look, kids are kids. How you treat them, where the adults are in this story is really important. So if the adults in the story uh, do not put any boundaries around kids, younger, younger people who are still forming their ways in the world and their morals and ethics, if you don't put some boundaries around that, in fact, worse, if you encourage bad behavior, you get bad behaviors, right? So Cynthia's point here was that maybe it's the adults, stupid, 
that are actually responsible because the adults in this story are not behaving like they should and not providing a proper guidance, grounding, and context within which people, young people, can form and develop into full grown, mature, rational adults. So, what happened after this, where um, Riley Gaines was actually punched twice, violently assaulted, she had to spend three hours locked in a room with security because the mob was outside and the mob wouldn't let her leave. And they were jokingly saying, if you pay us, we'll go. So it's kind of sound a little bit like a hostage situation. Not cool. Certainly somebody coming to your school to present their version of ideas. If you don't like them, it's called debate. You bring your different version of ideas. You find your own forum and, or you find a way to, to combine the forums and you have a legit discussion. Okay. That's how it's normally done. At any rate, that's not what happened here. We had a mob form here, and so it was pretty bad. And so, naturally, we're going to hope that the adults step up. So finally, San Francisco State University, their, their main spokesperson, came forward with a statement. And here is that statement. The official response reads, Dear SF State Community, Today, San Francisco State finds itself again at the center of a national discussion regarding freedom of speech and expression. Let me begin by saying clearly, the trans community is welcome and belongs at San Francisco State University. Further, our community fiercely believes in unity, connection, care, and compassion. And we value different ideas, even when they are not our own. Even when they are not our own. Uh, I mean, obviously, what we saw here is there was not a lot of care, compassion, unity, any of that stuff going on in this particular video here this is this is i'll just turn this off so you don't have to listen to it again but um but this is pretty astonishing what's happening down here right this doesn't look like care compassion any of that stuff so this is this is what actually happened this statement is the funny thing here where they say (laughs) so uh carrying on san francisco state is regularly noted as one of the most diverse campuses in the united states this is what makes us gators and this is what makes us great. Diversity promotes critical discussions, new understandings, and enriches the academic experience. Wow, these are just pretty bold assertions right here. Diversity. Diversity is what promotes critical discussions and new understandings and enriches the academic experience. Maybe, but not if that diversity is not actual diversity. What if that diversity is only skin deep? Actual diversity is when somebody with a different idea from yours shows up and you actually have to wrestle with that idea. That's what makes academic. Academics isn't imparting a known blob of material that's in my head and it goes into your head. And this is what we all know because there's consensus. <laughs> I remember Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, it's the consensus view. That's all we care about because that's that's what truly makes science great or humanities or art. Nothing like consensus art. <laughs> Just come on. So actual diversity isn't here in in either what's on the outside of you, it's right, it's what's in here. It's who are you as an individual and how do you think, not what do you think, but how do you think. Now, this is what we saw go wrong in COVID and the COVID response. These vaunted institutions, which are now somehow managing to charge students 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, even $90,000. Well, you'd think that's a lot to charge. Your product better be damned good. Their product is now completely inferior and not worth a dime. I would not pay to be educated, air quotes, double set, for that particular experience there because they're they're promoting an ideology. They're promoting a group thing. 
you can get groupthink for cheap, free. <laughs> it's your corner store. It's just like not part of it. So anyway, uh, this is crazy to me. Real diversity is having an actual legit difference between people. Real differences, solid differences. And that's in your personality and that's in what you know. And that's how you express that to the world. That, right? So it's from the inside. But this feels sort of like from the outside to me. Carrying on, quote, but we may also find ourselves exposed to divergent views and even views we find personally abhorrent. Personally abhorrent. Really? <laughs> Riley saying, I'd rather not spend my whole life being held to one set of rules and then having to compete against somebody who just sort of tucks in and ducks in here under a completely different set of rules. That'd be great, right? It's just like, mm, completely abhorrent, obviously. These encounters have sometimes led to discord, anger, confrontation, and fear. We must meet this moment and unite with a shared value of learning. Okay. Thank you to our students who participated peacefully in Thursday evening's event. Peacefully? You call assaulting a woman peaceful? What even is happening here? This is the, supposed to be the adult in the room. This is why we're in such trouble right now, folks. No question about it. There are no adults in the room. This consensus group thinky thing that they're doing right here, this makes sense. I'm sure there's a room you could go into where they close the doors and this is the prevailing view and it makes sense to them. The problem is, objectively from the outside, it's nonsense. And, and therein lies the trouble. Carrying on, quote, it took tremendous bravery to stand in a challenging space. Yeah, this is brave right here. This is brave. Uh, 20 on one. And um, yeah, that's, that's bravery right there. Sure. Yeah. Tremendous. Took tremendous courage to be in a 20 on one sort of a situation. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> she says here, I am proud of the moments where we listened and asked insightful questions. I'm also proud, proud of the moments when our students demonstrated the value of free speech and the right to protest peacefully. These issues do not go away, and these values are very much at our core. I'm, she's proud, proud of the moments where we listened and asked insightful questions. Let's see what kind of insightful questions we can hear being asked in Okay, that's enough of that. Yeah, uh, this person's writing here. I'm proud of these moments proud where we listened and asked insightful questions and proud when our students demonstrated the value of free speech and the right to protest peacefully. These were mostly peaceful protests. Um, we're just lucky that they mostly didn't end in a fiery sort of explosion or something like that. At any rate, this feels difficult, she writes here, because it is difficult as you reflect process, begin to heal. Oh yeah, a lot of healing. Those people are going to have to heal after a 21 to one gang up on a a, a petite blonde woman um, who came to share ideas. Ty, you got skin, skin, a lot of healing. A lot of healing. <laughs> oh my God, the snowflake generation. This is horrifying. 
if you get caught up in this, I get it. If you're young, I did some dumb things when I was young, no question about it. But we had adults around us back then. I would have gotten cuffed around my ears for this kind of thing here. Um, carrying on, can they list some campus resources here for you to help, to help you get past the trauma of that 20 to 1 gang up right there? But um, the well-being of the campus community remains our priority. Jamila Moore. Vice President for Student Affairs and Enrollment. This is Jamila Moore, um, and uh, this is who she is right here. Um, I think you have to put faces to these things. I think that anybody who penned this awful thing, and by the way, not just her, but everybody above her in the San Francisco leadership structure who thought that that was an appropriate response, this is prima facie drop-dead evidence that you should not be teaching anybody and that perhaps your entire institution should fold up shop, sell the buildings off and start over again. I mean, I'm that, it's that serious. Like this is, this is a totally, completely inappropriate response to that situation. Instead, should have said something like, we are deeply sorry at the conduct of our students who chose to berate, harass, create a, a non-safe situation for a visiting person who was there to share ideas. The point of this is to bring in people who have very divergent ideas from our own, practice our skills at debating those, hone our intellects and our abilities, and learn from the experience. No, nah, that's not what was said here. That's not what Jamila chose to say here. So um, what did Riley say in response to that? She said, I'm sorry, did this just say peaceful? I was assaulted. I was extorted and held for ransom. The protesters demanded I pay them if I wanted to make it home safely. I missed my flight home because I was barricaded in the classroom. We must have different definitions of peaceful. Exactly. Exactly. So that's that's what, um, sorry, I should have had that up on the screen. But that's what, yeah, that's what Riley wrote there. Uh, I totally agree with that. And carrying on, um, Kim Shaspi-Jones wrote, uh, VP for Student Affairs and Enrollment Management, Jamila Moore, needs to be fired immediately. I concur. This letter is gaslighting in the extreme. It's a bold-faced lie in protecting abusers. This undermines every ounce of credibility, and there must be an immediate response. I agree with that. Now, here's why I, I'm so big on this. This is a lot of this is tempest in a teapot. Um, this stuff is not really all that important. In the it is to Riley, and it, it's it is important. It's both meaningless and very important. What do I mean by that? So it's meaningless because this is drama and drama comes and goes. Um, it's meaningless if nobody learns from the drama and makes themselves a better person. And there's a good chance that a lot of people in the story aren't going to learn a lesson. Um, but it's also exceedingly important because it tells us something about where we are in this story today. And we are at such a critical juncture of our country here in the United States or in Western civilization for anybody listening from around the world. This is a critical moment in time, and this is the kind of stuff here that I presented now that is now consuming the passions, the intensity, the intention, the attention of our next generation. They are now completely wrapped around a drama axle and getting thumped along the pavement as we drive along, and uh, they're not going to be there to develop or work on the things that need to be worked on. And by the way, there's some big stuff going on in the world. Did anybody else notice this stuff, right? How about this? How about the fact that China brokered a peace deal 
between <laughs> Iran and Saudi Arabia. Yeah, now they've only been fighting for a thousand years. But now, um, handshake, a handshake between representatives for Saudi Arabia and Iran. The Shias and the Sunnis shaking hands. Hmm. How about this? How about Macron coming back from a visit with President Xi and talking about how France needs and Europe generally needs to reduce its dependence on the United States? Maybe, maybe back away from the dollar a little bit. Maybe having less of a position about what happens in Taiwan. These are huge, massive, incredible developments. These things are going to have enormous impacts on all of our lives. It is happening at breakneck speed. And to the extent that we have our young generation coming up, again, completely wrapped around this drama axle, that's a bad sign, right? We're, we're, it seems like we're steaming towards World War III, and we are not just re rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. We are busy arguing over the fabric patterns on the doilies that are on the deck chairs. I mean, it's just really, really hard to, to wrap my mind around what is actually happening. So it's time to get serious, folks. It's time to. Now, the other thing that I carry from this is, is this idea that, in fact, we're not going to see our leadership. We're not going to see, say, people like Jamila here suddenly wake up straighten up and start flying right. I believe the mind virus that they have is a pretty bad, if not terminal, in the sense that it, once that mind virus has taken hold, I'm, I, I don't, I've yet to see a recovery from it. I'm, I'm not sure if it has a recovery. So the people who've been infected with this strain of thinking that is, um, well, it's a lot of storm and fury, you know, Sturm und Drang, as the Germans would say, it's 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 a um, <clears throat> to the extent that we have people, and I see them in many positions of leadership right now in corporate America, in the political landscape, in our universities, in our major institutions. They're shot through with this kind of thinking. I mean, if you just saw somebody, I'm sure the whole room full of somebody's, it made complete and perfect sense to put Dylan Mulvaney on Bud Light. Now, what they forgot to do was check in with the actual consumers or the people who consume their brand. To actually find out what they thought about anything, because that's not what the mind virus cares about. It doesn't actually care what people think. It cares about what's right. It cares about ideology. It cares about a lot of things that, frankly, have nothing to do with helping us get prepared for this new world that is coming along at breakneck speed. So since that's not going to happen, since we are not going to be treated to new leadership that's suddenly going to wake up and smell the roses, right? What do, what do we do? Well, this is where. This is where uh, we get to this, which is um, I am have been investing heavily. I've got a, a, my team, got a fantastic team now. We've been rebuilding the Peak Prosperity website, and I've been investing a lot in this time, money, effort. And I do this because my goal is I need you to understand that it's time to get resilient. It's time to get prepared, and you need to find the other people who think this way who still understand this thing called common sense, who can understand and prioritize that's a real risk, that's slightly less risk. This thing we're arguing about down here that these people seem to care a lot about is completely irrelevant to the outcome of my life, my thriving, my surviving, or any of those things in the future. So this is the new website. This is what it looks like. And just I'm going to point out a couple features for you here. Get out my drawing tool real quick because I love this thing. Um, so. It's organized around this idea of community. Everything down here we have um, points back to very deep forums. And I'll show you what those look like in a second. 
We have um, my inside takes where I am very routinely producing things like this for my subscribers. This little star means that I'm logged in. So this would normally be, um, this is paid content for our subscribers. And then we have these market updates by Dave Fairtex, really spectacularly good stuff looking at and through what's happening out there in the world. Because if you hated the 99.95% survival rate of COVID, you're really not going to like what happens when the financial crisis comes that, that's, all, that's coming. So Holden's website's been redone that way, but the heart of the whole thing is actually found here. So we have all new forum areas here, and you can see the kinds of things we're talking about. We've taken a lot of time first to arrange it into all these big, tasty categories, things you care about, health, skills and abilities, homesteading, things like that. And you can see what people are asking about. You know, what would your next step be? Looking for opinions. People like the new site. I like that. Uh, talking about ChatGPT, uh, what's going on with the GMO vaccines for livestock? Uh, when friends and families finally wake up, what will your attitude be? And then this is uh, April 10th that says, I, I'm, I put comments down all the time as I run across them because I'm an information scout. That's, that's what I do. And um, so if you want to join our community, you are invited. We would love to have you there. Please come and join. And uh, we are the number one online resilience community. Now, that's great. But you know what? Online may not be here forever. And it's also not as good as meeting people face to face. So what about that, Chris? What, what are you doing there? Well, I'll tell you, um, we organized this whole thing around so that we could make groups. And so we have these groups now and we have maps where you can find all the different groups that are starting up around there. And we have maps where you can find other users. It's a really cool thing. You can look at this big old map of the world and you can see all these dots on there. And as you zoom in, you can find out other people who are members of our community who are out there in the world. Because my goal is I need you, we'll find each other in the virtual space so that we can find each other in the real space. You are going to need social connections for this next period of what's coming up, right? We're, we're, we really are going to have to find community and find new ways of operating with each other. Listen, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. As I say, I'm, I might be wrong, but I'm not confused. If you follow along with what's happening out there geopolitically, financially, from a monetary standpoint, with respect to what the COVID response revealed about, the extent to which our institutions are corrupt and honestly would just as soon kill you as not. If they could make a buck at it, they'd kill you, right? So that's the nature of the world we live in. And so it's in uh, Strauss and Howe terms, it's called the fourth turning. We're coming into this period of time where the decay, the, the decadence has to finally sort of ring itself through. That's a dark period. You know how you get through it? With really good friends, families, neighbors, with community. And so I'm doing everything I can with as much urgency as I know how to bring to bear to help people find each other. But not just find each other. You have effective education and framing. My job, I help do that. We have lots and lots of really incredible people in the peak prosperity community who are really deep experts in all kinds of things, sharing with each other, because that's the ethos. We share with each other. We're a high integrity organization. We're here to help. So just wanted you to introduce you to that. It's a brand new website. It just got launched on Saturday of this week, which is just as I'm recording this a couple days ago. So it's, it's kind of new, but wow, people are loving it. I'm loving it. So I wanted to invite you to come to that. So with that, uh, what else I got? Nothing. That's it. Thank you very much. Remember to like and subscribe and uh, hit the notification bell if you want to 
Keep up to date with all our content. Otherwise, come to peakprosperity.com, become a member, and stay abreast of everything I'm up to and your community's up to. Bye-bye.